0: like to get a look at the bigger picture. Dave Sequeira is with us, Chief U.S. Market Strategist at Morningstar. What do you make of this market action?
1: Well, you know, as long-term investors, we don't try and get too wrapped up in you know, the day-to-day, intraday movements. But I think what it really does is it shows that there's still a number of different headwinds that we have pointed out at the beginning of the year that the market has to contend with. So first, we are looking for you know slowing of the U.S. economy. You know earlier in the year, I think we were looking at you know the U.S. economy growing around three point nine percent. You know, our estimates are now for three and a half percent this year we are expecting interest rates to continue to rise. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see us get up towards 3% you know, by, by the end of this year. And then we're also looking at you. Know, inflation is still running hot. Now, granted, we do think it will moderate in the second half of the year. That's certainly going to have some impacts here on earnings you know, this quarter and what guidance is going to be for the second quarter as well.
0: Right. And you know, as we see some of the headwinds that obviously we have some slower growth and you have a lot of high costs and such for companies, you do still see opportunities, right? Um, Tell me a little bit about where opportunities could lie.
1: Well, right now the only sector that we actually think is really significantly undervalued is going to be the communications sector. And of course, you can't talk communications without talking about Meta and Alphabet. So, two companies that we rate, you know, four stars and five stars respectively. We think Meta is probably trading at about a 40 to 50 percent discount, you know, from our long-term fair value estimate. And taking a look at Alphabet, that one's trading at about 25 percent of a discount to our fair value. Now having said that, you know, across the rest of the sector, yeah, we see a lot of value in more of the traditional names there as well. So one that I would highlight for investors would be AT&T. So again, we think there's a good catalyst there with the spin-off of Warner Media. We think that's going to help unlock shareholder value. And then we also like Discovery, which uh, Warner Media is merging with. Again, another company that we rate 4 stars and we think there's going to be lots of good synergies after that merger is completed.
0: As you look at the market overall, is there something you just uh, talked about communications maybe being a little bit undervalued or a little underperformer um, with some opportunity is a good way to say it, right? The way uh, you looked at Meta and also Alphabet. How about something like the small caps? Um, you know, I saw a strap going all the way back and it just shows how huge the underperformance of the small caps at this point really is.
1: Yeah, when we do break our valuations down by capitalization, you know, both large cap and mid-cap are trading a little bit below, but not much below our fair value estimates, we'd put those in the fair value range. But we do think small caps generally as a category is undervalued. And we think it's undervalued across the board whether you're looking at you know value, core, or growth. So that would be an area that I would say there's a lot of opportunities for investors. You know, there's some stocks in that area that we think are just really trading at almost just ridiculous lows compared to our fair values. You know, one that I would highlight would be Groupon. You know, I think that's trading at like maybe a 70% discount from our fair value. You know, we see lots of opportunities there for investors, but again, you know, it's going to be for investors that are willing to dig in there and really look at the underlying fundamentals of those companies.
0: Right. And, and, you know, it's interesting because when you're trying to find value, it's so hard. So it's not just saying one company in particular or just you have to go through the balance sheet of each one. How much um, does the Fed moves at this point affect your advice at this moment? I mean, you're, you're basically giving this advice on what plan.
1: So the Fed moves aren't going to really move the needle all that much for us because, again, as long-term investors, you know, we're doing the full discounted cash flow analysis in order to model a company, looking at how much free cash flow that we expect that company is going to be able to generate you know, over its entire lifetime and coming up with our intrinsic value that way. Now, when I'm looking at the Fed moves, you know, I know a lot of people earlier this year thought growth stocks had sold off you know, in January and early February because we saw the interest rates you know, starting to rise. So in our view, we came into the year saying that we thought the growth stocks were actually overvalued. So To us, it was much more of a valuation story, seeing the growth category coming down. Well, now that we're at you know, 265 on the 10-year, as we start getting closer to 3%, that's going to be the area where I think investors are really going to start looking at you know, the discounted cash flow analysis, what their own interest rate assumptions are. And that's where I think that if we get much above 3%, we'll start seeing that growth category, those long duration stocks really start to experience more headwinds as people are ratcheting up you know, their discount rates.
0: Right. And, you know, I mean, Bank of America says the Fed's going to be hiking all the way into 2023. They're going to continue to do so until things really are, um, you know, under wraps and not seeing the inflation that we've been seeing. That being said, are we leaving out anything like international investing or any other sort of category, whether it's crypto or anything else for that matter?
1: You know, we don't follow crypto here ourselves. We really stick to, you know, more of the traditional you know, stocks and fixed income. So, you know, I wouldn't have a comment on the cryptocurrency specifically.
0: How about international? I mean, there are some people who like emerging markets or anything else for that matter, or, you know, just looking at what's been going on with technology, I mean, are you leaving out tech for now?
1: Well, tech is pretty fairly valued. Again, it got caught up with the growth sector. So we saw that you know, come down from being, I think, about 13% to 14% overvalued at the beginning of the year to being pretty close to fair value you know, for now. You know, for investors looking more for international exposure, I would know I'd note a lot of the Chinese ADRs that we cover you know, are certainly trading you know, deep into that value category, you know, anywhere from 20 you know, to 40% below our fair value estimates. Again, some of the names that I would look at there are going to be ones where you know, we expect to see, you know, just generally here in the US, but globally as well, a shift in consumer spending, going back towards the services industry, getting away from the goods. So those companies that are gonna be leveraged towards, you know, travel and entertainment, you know, some of those other areas that people have shied away from for the past two years, yeah. really benefit in the second half of this year. So a couple names there you know, I would like you know, would be, you know, maybe in the gaming sector, you know, Caesars would be one that we would highlight. Uh, people looking for maybe some Chinese exposure but don't want to buy you know Chinese stocks could maybe look at you know Wynn or Las Vegas Sands, you know, both that have leverage to you know uh, the casinos in China.
0: Yeah. Dave, it's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Dave Sakara, Chief right, US market you. strategist at Morningstar. Appreciate it, thanks.